Good morning. Welcome, everyone. My name is Jill Ingalls, licensed practitioner for CSL White Rock. Thank you for joining us today. So in this moment, let us take this moment and go within and recognize the one source, the one source of all life and all things. And each of us are a part of this one source, this everlasting, eternal source. So in this moment, I would like to welcome, to welcome this beautiful community, to share, to grow, to learn, to be together, to support, love, and care for each other. For we know so much together than alone. So I welcome everyone today on this beautiful day, supported by an infinite source in this beautiful, beautiful CSL White Rock community. So I give thanks because I'm deeply grateful to have this and to be part of it. So I give thanks as I let go of these words to the law and let it be. And so it is. As we begin our gathering today, I want to acknowledge that as settlers on this land, we are honored to live and operate on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Coast Salish peoples. We thank the First Peoples who continue to live on these lands and care for them, along with the waters and all that is above and below. CSL White Rock is an inclusive spiritual community and learning center. We teach spiritual principles and offer tools to use in all areas of life regularly and consistently. It makes a difference. Our life flourishes and flows out of ease and grace when we practice these. Our teaching is based on four corner store beliefs. There is one life. It is the source of all things and all life. We are spirit having a human experience. We are spirit having a human experience. This can get us through a lot of bumpy times for sure. Nothing outside us needs to change in order to be happy. Indeed. And we are here to walk each other home community, people. Our vision at CSL White Rock is a loving, vibrant world that works for all. So welcome and thank you for being with us today. And it is my great pleasure to introduce Ivan back to sing us a song. Thank you, Ivan. I had so much fun with this theme, playing with money. I can't wait for Reverend Champion to uh, expand on that. So I found lots of songs about money. You can't buy love with a dollar bill. You can't buy happiness with a house on a hill 
No peace of mind Chasing after stuff Comes when you know You have enough We'd build a fort from a cardboard box Catch some fish sitting on a dock A stick and a ball we played for hours The trees we climbed our private towers And you can't buy love with a dollar bill You can't buy happiness with a house on a hill no peace of mind chasing after stuff comes when you know you have enough <clears throat> as we grow up we try to get ahead give our kids more than what we had a bigger house a better car chasing after the moon and stars you can't buy love with a dollar bill you can't buy happiness with a house on a hill <clears throat> no peace of mind chasing after stuff comes when you know have enough now I've learned in my old age simple memories are the last to fade the things we buy are left behind and the best someone's thrift store find you can't buy love with a dollar bill you can't buy happiness with a house on a hill No peace of mind Chasing after stuff Comes when you know You have enough Love and kindness Cost nothing to give Add so much to the life That we but you can't buy love with a dollar bill You can't buy happiness with a house on a hill No peace of mind chasing after stuff Comes when you know you have enough and you can't buy love with a dollar bill. Love this song, Ivan. That's wonderful. What is the name of this song? Well, we call it Can't Buy Love with a Dollar Bill or a Dollar Bill for short. <laughs> That's great. It's a great song. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was great, Ivan. Thank you so much. Oh, our speaker today, the wonderful Reverend Champion. It's such a joy to have Red Champion back with us. They have served CSL White Rock in numerous capacities, including organizational development, consultant, facilitating workshops, which were always very good, 
teaching classes, leading meditation, and participating as Sunday speaker and presider. And I, for one, miss you and so happy to have you back again today. They continue to be active as minister, organizational development consultant, and leadership coach working with national nonprofits and labor unions committed to anti-racist strategies that lead to cultural and political change. Rev Champion brings their humor, warmth, and loving kindness to every place they are. I'm so looking forward to one of your very inspiring talks. Please welcome Reverend Champion Fleming. Thank you, Jill. Thank you. Hi, everybody. It's great to see you. It's great to be with you today. I, I, I'm going to need to update my bio because I, I just was approved. I was just chartered um, with my colleague and co-spiritual director, Reverend Ruth Littlejohn. We've started a focus ministry of Centers for Spiritual Living called Magnificence Collective. And we're an organizational development and leadership development ministry that's focused on equity, inclusion, and belonging. And we're starting to work with churches, spiritual centers, mosques, synagogues, um, just becoming more of who we want to be and really being in um, being in our potential. Um, being in the highest expression of our values and our desires for the world that we can be in. So that's exciting. But today I'm here because we are playing with money. And thank you, Ivan. I love this image in the first song that you sang about the image of kids playing in a cardboard box. And I remember my brother used to buy all these gifts for his kids. And when they were little at the end of the Christmas experience, the big boxes were the most fun. Those became the forts and the, the safe houses and the, the alien ships and all the, the things that they became in our imagination. And so I'm really hoping that today that we can play, that money can be such a serious topic. And I want for us today to really bring a sense of play. Um, and when I talk about money, I wanna talk more about who I can be or who we can be together rather than what we can receive or what we can have. This isn't about commercialism or even capitalism, even though we're sitting in that system. It's about who can we be in the world and how do we weave our values with our money to express it in really big, beautiful ways. And so today we're going to look really at what's our money story? What's the story that I am telling about money um, that maybe wants a rewrite or an upgrade, or maybe I want support from an editor. Um, and maybe that editor is the divine. And then we can enlist the law and the divine to help us update and rewrite any story that may be holding us back or limiting us in what we think is possible. 
And so money wants a heart like yours, giving it more specific instruction. Money wants a heart like yours, giving it more specific instruction. Money wants to generate more consciously in your life and in your pocket. Money wants to be a valuable member of your team in the pursuit of a more conscious, aware, harmonious world. And this statement is adapted from Peta Kelly from her book, Earth is Hiring, the new way to live, lead, earn, and give for millennials and anyone who gives a shit. And you know, <laughs> she became one of my favorite people the minute she was willing to swear in the title of her book. So I, I probably will not swear for the rest of this talk, but I do appreciate someone who's willing to just be authentic. So this idea of what is money, what is money, where does it come from, and how can we be in the activity and energy of it in a way that we are contributing to our own well-being, our own stability, creativity, well-being, and how can we circulate money to be a, a more generative person in the world? So what is money? Where does it come from? And this is really a big question that I'm just basically going to prod like beach rubble and we'll see what scrambles over the rocks, what resonates with you, and how do you think and feel about money and what are the ways that you want to shift and be different about money? And again, for me, for me, I really want to be talking about not what we can get, but rather who we can be as individuals and as a collective. Who can we be with money? So a couple of weeks ago, I had the joy of having lunch with my nephew. He's 18 years old. He's at the University of Oregon in Eugene, Oregon. And I reached out to him during his first week of college and said, I'll be driving through Eugene. Do you want to have lunch? And he said, well, let me see how my workload is. And I thought that was very sweet that he was so dedicated that he didn't have time for lunch with his aunt, uncle, ankle. I call myself their ankle. I have five nephews. Um, and he agreed to have lunch with me. And we had a really great time. We were on a, a at McMinimins, which is sort of an Oregon thing. And it's this restaurant on a river with a view with very nice food. And he was describing to me the woes of late stage capitalism and environmental chaos that he's really feeling as he starts his college life and is thinking of his career. And we had a really beautiful, honest conversation where he um, educated me about the free market and climate change and who's impacted, how people are being impacted, the disparate impacts because of our capitalist structure, you know, poverty and, you know, the possibility of climate refugees. And it was very moving. 
I was moved by his thoughtfulness, his intelligence, but also the way in which he was thinking intrinsically about himself and his community and the earth all at the same time. And I know in my upbringing, I was very separate from the earth. I was not that aware of um, other people. I was very, very focused on myself. And so, you know, I really felt a lot of hope about his approach to life and living and what he wanted and what he's thinking about. And at the same time, another part of me was celebrating my own journey of prosperity, my own abundance, that I was with him in the middle of the day on a Friday in early October, that we had a gorgeous lunch, that we had a gorgeous setting, and that I had the capacity financially to take him out and to spend a few hours with him without thinking about any of it having any impact on my financial situation, right? I had the, the time and money freedom, as Mary Morrissey says, to be with him in the middle of the day. And it was a demonstration of my money story, where I am in my money story, and this sense that I have time and freedom and the finances to treat him to lunch. And honestly, I haven't always been here. I haven't always been in this space of time and finances to be with the people who I love. And honestly, I want my money story to have an upgrade because while this is really beautiful and it's great, I want to be giving more away. I wanna be more engaged in social movements and being able to spread and provide wealth and to be in a, engaging in ways that can support policy, that can support the things that I really value. And so let's begin here with where are you in your money story? What are the parts of your story about money that are working for you? And what are the parts that you want to be rewritten? And so if I say to you that we in this philosophy, we believe and we sit in an awareness that all money flows from an infinite source, everything flows from this source, life, breath, wisdom, and money that all money, everything flows in a never-ending, never-interrupted, continual flow. All money flows continually uninterrupted. And how does that land with you? Is your hose kinked up? Is there something... Uh, you know, crawling, scrambling out of the beach rubble that's telling you, no, I don't believe that money flows this way. I don't believe that it comes from a never-ending source. You might be in a space right now where it feels like money doesn't flow at all. You may have left your job. You may be thinking inflation. You may be thinking, I'm doing so much work for these people, they should pay me more. 
your car might need repairs. Well, let's get underneath that, get to keep in the car repair metaphor, get under the hood of that and, and really see how you can rewrite, begin to rewrite the story. And just be in a what if I use the law, what if I use some of the ideas in the science of mind to rewrite my money story? Raymond Charles Barker, who's a science of mind minister, he said that God's idea of circulation, God's money is God's idea of circulation and activity in my world. And you may have heard this before, that money is just energy, that money is just energy. And so... Does that idea of money as flowing, money as energy, money as the activity of the divine in your life, does that resonate with you? And if not, that's okay, because we can pivot. This is a moment and time where we can say, okay, my money's not working for me. My story is too limiting and I want to shift. I want to pivot or spin or make a move that gets me closer to where I want to be with money. And I want us to rewrite our stories and then weave our stories together. So my story can weave with your story and your story and your story so that we're making a story together of the money livelihood of this community, the white rock community, the money livelihood of where you live and the organizations that are doing work in your community. I'm in Oakland and yesterday I went to the LGBTQ center uh, for a flea market fundraiser and I wanna weave my money story with the story of that organization because of the important work they're doing in the community. I want to have the money to flow money into their, their bank account so that they can be doing more to support youth. Um, I'm going through my closet to get more clothes to donate to them because they, they do, a, they support trans youth and the youth try on different kinds of clothing to try on gender and to play and explore with gender. So how do we weave a story that's big enough to counter the story of inflation and greed and corruption? How do we weave our story together that's big enough and strong enough to sort of be a counter, a different choice in the story that we see when we look at the media? And my money story really wants an upgrade right now because I'm more flush with money than I've ever been, but I want to be even bigger with my money. I want to be more communal with my money. I don't want it to just be about me anymore and my retirement. I want it to be about everybody. 
But my money story started from the idea that there wasn't enough. And even if you have enough, it's going to go, it could all go away in a flash. And I remember in particular one night I was sitting at my desk. My dad made my sister and I desks out of doors. (laughs) I had this big, long desk and I was sitting at my desk. I was writing a paper And I heard my dad walk out of my sister's bedroom, kind of heavy steps, very quick. Like he wanted to get out of there. And after he was gone, my sister started weeping. And this kind of, like we, you know, we didn't really cry in my family. We We didn't do much emoting at all. And my sister was weeping. And so I went in and I said, why are you crying? And she said, I can't tell you, dad, I'll tell you. (laughs) And then the next night, I was sitting at my desk again, writing a paper for expository English. And he he came down and he told me that he was going to have to retire, that his heart was, I think his heart was broken, but he told me he was sick that he had heart problems, that he was no longer going to be able to work, and that there wasn't enough money for me to really go and thrive in college, and that we would figure it out. And so my early story was that there wasn't this idea that Raymond Barker says that God's idea, money is God's idea of circulation and activity in your world, I was learning that there was no circulation. There wasn't a possibility of circulation. And that the activity was either shut down or it had to be slowed down when there isn't money. So my story has been shut down, slow down. When there isn't circulation, there isn't circulation. And we need to, like almost like metabolism, it just needs to really slow down. I mean, what happened for me was that I, I was already working. I had worked since it was not even legal to work, but that I just worked through college. And I think in my dad's idea of what he wanted to provide for me, that meant that there wasn't enough. But what I got was that I could work and achieve and study and that I could do a lot at once and I ended up, my dad actually ended up passing away and I had some really good money experiences. I got loans and scholarships. I got a really high paying waiting job. I put my student loan in a, in a bank account with a high interest and I ended up traveling through Europe on it when I graduated. So I started changing my money story almost as soon as my dad came into my bedroom and told me that I wasn't gonna have an experience that he was hoping for me to have. But the part that never really went away was the part that at any moment the money could drop away. So if you look at my money history, I have money that I don't, I have money that I don't, I have money. So when I walked into a science of mind community in Oakland, California 15 years ago, I was in a space of no money. It was scarce. My metabolism had slowed. I wasn't circulating it. It, There wasn't a possibility of it. And I was sort of clamped up in fear. 
And so through the teaching, through the practice, through the philosophy, I started writing the first few stanzas of my new money story. And in order to deal with wanting more and sort of feeling guilty about wanting or whatever I was holding about money, I decided that if I could claim that I was going to share it, then I could get more of it. And so that's been part of my story. I started this new story, my new stanza was money is in constant supply. It flows from a never-ending source. It flows, it multiplies, it expands. It's generous with me, and I am generous in return, especially with my nephews. And so now I am taking my nephews to lunch as an expression of this story. All my five nephews have an account with their name on it. But the other thing I want to lift is that I also moved into a space of play that there's a writer, Paul Hawken, he says, always leave enough time in your life to do something that makes you happy, satisfied, and joyous. This feeling has even more of an effect on your economic well-being than any other single factor. And so what is your story and do you wanna rewrite it? The fact is that money is always working. Money works 24 seven and it doesn't ever sleep. It's always being circulated, recirculated, invested, reinvested, regenerated. And if conscious, heart-centered, beautiful humans like you take up in a new story, in a love affair, in the energy of money, we will change the world. We will change the narrative for everybody. If you can rewrite your story and I can rewrite mine and we can link them together, we can make a different narrative that takes everyone by storm. The aim, the aim of the game, and I want you to be in the game of it this week, is being eternally resourced, regardless of the economy, the value of the Canadian dollar, regardless of what crypto or the stock market is doing. Can you imagine a story that has you and everyone in that flow, in that constant flow? And so my new mantra is that money trusts me to circulate it consciously on behalf of all people and on behalf of the earth. And so this week, can you write the new stanza, the first stanza of your new money story? Can you, and the thing is, we don't, here's a, here's a, 
Here's something that comes to me when I think of this. When I was a kid and I was I learned to type, I learned like on a big chunky typewriter. And I thought that as I was typing along, I had to hit the shift key and the letter at the exact same time. And it was so laborious to get a capital. So I'd hit the period at the end of the sentence and then I'd get to the capital and I'd go bang. <laughs> and there would be this like, this very loud noise and I'd be sitting in the class, you know, I was like in high school and I was learning to type because, you know, that's what we did. We learned to type on typewriters and I, and I would get to the end of the sentence, hit the period, boom, both the shift key and the letter key would go down and there would be this big slamming noise. And my teacher finally came over and he said, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I'm making a capital. And, and he said, well, you can hold the shift key down and then hit the letter. You, they don't. So I was really, I was not in the flow of the typing. <laughs> and that's what I think of when I think of my spiritual approach, right? Like we don't, we, play with it right like play adjust play adjust you don't have to feel bad or broken or sorry or guilty because you're not where you want to be in your money story yet just decide i'm going to pivot right now as soon as i click off the zoom i'm going to pivot and write that new first stanza And just celebrate that you have the opportunity to do it. And so a few things for this week is play. Maybe start by making a list of your values. For me, when I first started rewriting my story, I attached generosity to money. I wanted to be able to give to my nephews. And that made it easy for me to, to think about the ways of making money because I didn't want it to just be about me and my individual gain. I wanted it to be bigger. So what are your personal values? Minor generosity, authenticity, adventure. And then when I want to do something, is it, am I in integrity with my values? And how, and then it's easy to say, oh, I'm going to use my list of values and I'm going to weave that with money to be in the world in a way that expresses the fullness of who I am. And it really is an expression of the divine living through me when I'm expressing my values. Can you give money a new set of instructions this week? Imagine that money on your team, that money is on your team with you, that it weaves with your values and your purpose, that you're helping the planet and people thrive. And be okay with it. Be okay with lots of money flowing through and circulating and regenerating because money wants a heart like yours. 
money wants a heart like yours, giving more specific instruction to the world. This week, bring your heart to money. And know that it flows through your life, being generative, being expansive. And it it is ultimately creating the world that works for everyone. Thank you. Ah, so just right here and now, as we weave our stories together, we know that at the heart of our heart, at the heart of these stories, the divine is. There's one power, one presence, one infinite intelligence, and it's flowing in and through everything. It's flowing in and through each one of us, that each one of us is divinely made. And we bring this divinity to our love of money, to our interaction with money, to our circulation and recirculation with money. I'm knowing right here and now that each one of us easily, joyously, creatively crafts a new money story. And that our story is big enough to outshine, outbroadcast any other story, any small story of money. This bigness, this love, this possibility and expansion that we all are weaves together for a new story for this community and each one of us in this community and each one of us in the world. So I just give thanks for all that we are everywhere we have been and all that we will be together in this new story. I give thanks. I release this word. I let go. I just let it be. And so it is. Gratitude. Oh, yes. What a rich experience this is. The law of circulation as money is constantly moving, constantly circulating in and through our lives. The more good that is given, the more good is received as proof. And I think when we think about that and take that in, it is so true, just as Rev Champion explained so beautifully today. I invite you to place your hand on your heart and just take a breath of infinite possibilities, infinite abundance, the richness, the beauty that life is, that money is. It's all energy and it's all good. And when I think from gratitude, I recognize all the good that is available to me, to each one of us. And with an open, loving heart, I give thanks for all the gifts that life continuously provides. And I remember. I remember to draw on the good that I am and weave it together 
in all those wonderful, wonderful opportunities that we can become a part of our environment, our homes for the homeless. It's endless and it's wonderful that we can give so beautifully. Please join me in showing your gratitude by making the donation to CSL White Rock, this beautiful community that is here together. Should you choose to give regularly, you can join our committed giving program and all of this information can be found in the chat or on our website.